Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. Well, last week on 5 Minutes in Church History, we talked about a high point in the printing of the Greek New Testament as we looked at the Reformation printer Robertus Stephanus. This week, let's look at the Latin text, and let's look at the official Latin text. It's known as the Vulgate. We use the English word vulgar to refer to bad talk. But the word vulgar was not always so pejorative or negative. It literally means common. And so the Vulgate was simply the Bible in the common language of the people. Now, the Bible was originally written in Hebrew for the Old Testament, Greek for the New Testament, and little parts of the Bible are in Aramaic. But those were not the common or the vulgar language in the 4th century AD. Latin was. And the church and the people of the church needed a Bible and their own language, which at the time was Latin. So one of the early church fathers, Jerome, led a team of translators to produce what has come to be called the Vulgate, the official Latin text of the Bible. For well over a thousand years, this would be the Bible text for the church. So let's explore it a little bit. Before Jerome's involvement, there was an old Latin text of the Gospels. Jerome simply called it Vetus Latina, or the Old Latin edition. And that's where Jerome started with that edition of the Gospels, and he made edits and he put it out. Around 400 AD, editions started appearing. Others, and unknown to history, started working on other parts of the Bible and the epistles under likely Jerome's leadership as editor. And so we began to see early editions of the Vulgate Bible published in those early years of 405. Of course, this is all pre-printing press, so this is all done by hand. And there were more than 66 books in the Vulgate because it also included the apocryphal books. Well, various edits were made to the Vulgate throughout the Middle Ages. Gregory the Great, while he was Pope, made a number of changes. But the Vulgate was considered the biblical text. This was the text that Wycliffe used when he translated his English edition of the Bible. It wasn't a translation from the original languages, but from the Latin Vulgate. The Latin Vulgate was the very first major book to come off of the printing press. This, of course, is Gutenberg's printing press in 1455. And then along came the Reformation. One of the key elements to the Reformation is the Renaissance cry, ad fontes. There's another Latin expression, and that simply means to the fount or to the source. Ad fontes. You see, the Vulgate, the church's official Bible at the time, was a translation of the original. And so the reformers wanted to go back to the source, to the original. Now, I've said this before on Five Minutes in Church History. I'll say it again. In 1516, Erasmus published his Greek text for the first time. In 1516, coffee was introduced to Europe from Arabia. And in 1517, we have the Reformation. So we can put the whole thing into a formula, can't we? Greek New Testament plus a cup of coffee, and the next thing you know, you have the Reformation. So from our Greek and Hebrew texts from 1516 on comes the translations. 
Well, as a response to the Reformation, the Roman Catholic Church held a church council. It's known as the Council of Trent, and it met from 1545 to 1563. One of the many things to come out of Trent was that the Vulgate, which had been unofficially officially the Bible of the Church, was now officially the Bible of the Roman Catholic Church. It was and remains the final authority. So all matters of doctrine or dispute are settled by turning to the Vulgate. So now you know what the Vulgate is. It is the Latin translation of the Bible. It came to us from the church father Jerome in the 400s. That's the Vulgate. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for listening to 5 Minutes in Church History. For more information or to listen to past episodes, please visit 5minutesinchurchhistory.com.